Let's Talk Native is produced at the LTN Studios on the Cataraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for Native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. No prayers, no buffalo speeches, and no spirituality shows. While this podcast does not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do take a tough look at history, oppression, and our survival. We highlight the voices of Native activists, writers, poets, artists, thinkers, and musicians who are fighting for the rights of Indigenous people all over Turtle Island. We may step on a few toes through our examination of culture, art, politics, history, and identity. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. In this moment of historical change and social justice, our voices matter now more than ever before. So, welcome to Let's Talk Native with John Kane. Say hello and welcome to the program. I am John Kane, and uh, we're going to get into a couple of things here. Uh, first off, I've got to address um, Joe Biden's comments. And, and look, he goes to Kenosha and tries to uh, represent himself in a completely different light than Trump going to Kenosha. Trump meets with the cops and, uh, and Biden meets with, uh, with the Blake family. And his obvious pandering becomes so apparent. And the comments that, that obviously went, made the news cycle and, and across, across Facebook and everything else was his overtures to, to address racism and to right the wrongs of America's original sin, slavery. Well, I got a problem with that because <laughs> that's not the original sin. Slavery comes later, and it comes after massacres and a number of the the items that you know that uh, essentially qualify as genocide. You know, murder, torture. You know, any any number of you know mass murders. All all of the stuff that essentially, I mean, they actually call it depopulation, but. So there's, there's genocide. And of course, the genocide has a purpose, which is to take land. So genocide and land theft are America's original sins. Now, slavery is among them, but it comes later. But when you point out and you say you have to address America's original sin, as if there's only one, <laughs> like there's only one original sin, you're not even going to name the first one, that's, that's really problematic for me. And, and you know what? <sighs> Look, I support Black Lives Matter and in uh, in all that it means and its singular approach to shining a light on the fact that black people are disproportionately killed by cops and uh, and, and and so many other things. I mean, there's so many ways that 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 black people continue to be mistreated. And and of course it's the you know, it's the legacy of slavery that that contributes to it all. Of course it is. But man, it sure would have been nice to hear a black leader say, you know, Mr. Biden, Mr. Vice President, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> slavery is not the original sin. 
the, the original sin is colonialism, which is directly tied to, to slavery. So it's, and so it's not to diminish slavery. But, man, it, it, just, it would just be nice if when somebody hears something that has something wrong in it, because here's the deal. Here's the deal. For, for Biden to skip over and ignore and refuse to acknowledge the fact that, yeah, there was some, uh, there was some problems here. <laughs> there was some major problems here, uh, even, before, even before slavery. I mean, the first transatlantic slave ship was not from Africa to the Americas. It was one of Columbus's ship back to, uh, ships back to Spain, carrying, a, you know, not, not the least of which were, were sex slaves, young girls that would be uh, be making the trip back to be, you know, sold off and pawned off to, to you know, to, to Spanish aristocracy. But man, it just would have been nice, nice to have that acknowledged. And by, I mean, not by, by some black folks. The, the fact that Biden didn't do it, it actually casts not just doubt, but insincerity in the overtures that he made about slavery. Because if you can ignore genocide, land theft, and of course, like I said, genocide, I mean, that genocide is slavery too. Because when he's talking about America's um, original sin, he's not talking about enslaved Native people. This is a direct approach that, he, that he's trying to, uh, you know, appeal that he's trying to make to, to black folks. And I don't have a problem with him trying to do that. But by not acknowledging us, you are, you're, you're showing your insincerity, uh, even to them. Not just us, but even to them. So, and of course, Trump takes a completely different approach. He, he doesn't, won't even acknowledge that there's, you know, that there's systemic racism in any part of the United States. And just rejects the fact, you know, the, the, the idea that there's anything wrong in fact, he won't call it systemic racism because he thinks it's the norm. He thinks it's the way it should be. I mean, nobody who's a racist calls himself a racist because that sounds bad. They, they think that they're realists. <laughs> they think that they're pragmatists. They, they think that they're, they're just living out to them what is the obvious, that they are, that they are superior people, that, that, they are, that they represent white supremacy. And they don't even look at white supremacy as, as a racist ideology. And that's why Trump doesn't. So, look, I, I got some major problems with, 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 with Biden's comment. And, you know, and I posted a meme, and, and I said, hey, Joe, America's original sin was genocide and land theft. Slavery came after. And, you know, my frustration with Facebook only grows daily. I mean, there are a lot of morons on Facebook. And... And look, and when I say morons, I don't mean white racists. I mean, there's a lot of Native people who are just as ignorant on a lot of this stuff. You know, so when I'm posting a meme like that uh, across Facebook on Native group pages, it's amazing the level of ignorance. And, and of course, look, you, you say a comment like that, and it, it's predominantly the Christian Natives who, get, who, who try to get all self-righteous about it, Right. If I had somebody just go off and say, no, Native people uh, were, were already enslaving people before, um, you know, before white men came here. Slavery was first. And, and, and what they were suggesting was that, that white men didn't bring slavery to, to, uh, to our lands, that, that we were already involved in, in slavery in the same context that we're talking about here. And, so, and, and I want to be clear here. 
America's chattel slavery system was unparalleled. There was no place that that took slavery to the level that the United States did. And I don't mean just the other colonial uh, territories, but the United States. I mean, the United States took the the abuse and the atrocities and, and the horrors of slavery to a level that nobody else had and kept, kept doing it and, and kept it as a part of their e economy for, for, for far longer than mo most places did. Now, look, I know a lot of people say, well, slavery still exists today, so you can't say the United States kept it going longer. Look, in the, in the context that as far as a legal trade, the United States had kept it going longer. And, and the way they did, look, they were selling slaves in front of the White House. They, I mean, they had slave auctions in front of the White House, practically. I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd. And, and of course, you know, we, when we get into something, you know, uh, you know this, this debate between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, it, 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 the, the most obvious point that, that can and has been made is that the reason we have to say Black Lives Matter is because all lives didn't include black people. They didn't include brown people. They didn't include native people. When all was said in liberty and justice for all, and when they were talking about we the people, they didn't mean all. All didn't mean everybody. All meant white people. So when I hear a white person say, well, all lives matter, yeah, I know. <laughs> you've been saying that you're, you're, you know, you've been saying that for centuries. And you've always meant the same thing. All white people matter. So look. You know, and I do. I call out. I call out to black leaders. You know, or black activists. You know, don't let look. Don't let Biden get away with saying something stupid just because he's pandering to uh, to try to get the black vote. I mean, we can still. You know, we can still be attacking Trumpers and Trump and you know Proud Boys and all of those stuff as we should. But don't. But don't let these people claim claiming to be the left off the hook. I mean, just don't do it. Look. Biden has to be held more accountable because if he's if he's expecting to get a vote from people who want something changed from uh, from Trump, here's the problem: the Democrats have always they've always represented they've always represented the, the status quo. Like I said, Obama I've said it before: Obama didn't get rid of the Patriot Act, Obama didn't get rid of prisons in Guantanamo Bay, Obama ramped up drone strikes. He ramped up uh, deportations. He did, he did a lot of things that, that Republicans are in love with. So we can't let, uh, you know, on, on the chance, on the hope, whatever people want to say about Biden beating uh, Trump in the election here, he should be held accountable now. Don't, don't let this guy get elected and believe he has a mandate to uphold all of the stupid things he said while he was on, on his campaign, call him out now. Call him out now. And if it, and if, you know what? If it hurts him against Trump, then shame on then shame on the Democrats for putting a moron like that up there for uh, you know for their for their nominee. And, you know and, and hold you know his his top cop uh, vice president uh, nominee uh, you know to a higher standard too. So look, I, I I had to I had to address this, but you know but again. Look, you know, some of you watch this program on Facebook. And, and I know that I share, my wife share this, uh, this program to a bunch of Facebook group pages. But I'm finding 
some of these group pages to be increasingly difficult. And I, I have a lot of problems. You know, Facebook is rapidly becoming just a cesspool of, you know, trolls and, you know, contrarians on, on, on every level. If you go to a, go to a Facebook group page that, that the name of that page is Haudenosaunee, and somebody, start, and somebody goes off telling you, well, you don't have any rights to claim land unless God gave it to you. And, and, and we don't have, and you know, and the reason an, an administrator for that page won't hold that person accountable is because the administrators are Christians. So, I mean, this is kind of the way this whole thing goes. So, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm rapidly getting my fill of, um, of Facebook. And, and the, hard, the hard part is, Look, if I post something on a bunch of other pages and then I see some asinine comment that comes out, I've got to make that decision. <laughs> and look, I've got people real close to me telling me, don't engage, don't engage, just delete the comment, get out of there. And, uh, but it's tough. It's tough. When, when I, because I'm not trying to change the mind of a moron, but I, I want anybody else who's seeing some of these comments to know how stupid the comments are. And, and I guess I'm not giving people enough credit to see how stupid they are. But, you know, to some extent, look, I've left a couple of pages recently because who needs that crap? And look, I mean, if, if I'm calling on an administrator to, to block somebody for saying something racist, yeah, maybe, maybe that's not the, if it's not my page, if it's my page, I'll just get rid of somebody. I mean, <laughs> and you can call it censorship. You can call it whatever you want. I call it monitoring my page. Um, but, I don't know. I, I, again, I don't want to talk a whole lot about Facebook, but but I did have to address the Joe Biden comment because this is going to look, folks, this is going to be repeated. And I know that we are not um, a high priority. And look, I know there's a certain amount of tokenism, whether it's Mar or Andrew Cuomo or you know Barack Obama or anybody else when they say, well, unless you're a Native American, we're all immigrants. That's the only time we get mentioned, right? <laughs> And, and then they stop there, like, like somehow we are privileged because we, you know, we were here first. And of course, they don't tell the history, right? <laughs> they don't tell any of that history. So uh, I, I don't want to be pandered to, but if you're going to make a stupid comment like, like slavery is America's first sin, I think, I think all of us, all of us should say something. You know, and even the right should say something. But you know the problem is the right doesn't want to admit that they, that America's ever uh, ever committed a sin. So I guess that's part of the problem. So so there we go. That's that, there that, that's all part of the problem. All right. Hey, I do have something else that I want to talk about, but I did want to open with that because it is it it is kind of important. Um, as many many of you know who have not only watched this show but have seen me perhaps on television or in the newspaper or on uh, on radio interviews. I've stepped up often um, when asked by schools to, to weigh in on the mascot issue. And, and of course, the, the one most people around this area are familiar with is the, is the Lancaster School District, where, where myself and, and, and there was a, a half dozen of us all together were, um, were asked by the school board to meet with them, do an open work session. Uh, we participated in a community engagement session. We, you know, and, and, and of course, I, I did some of the media thing. Um, and ultimately Lancaster got rid of their racist mascot, uh, and, and nickname and logo, uh, and they were called the Redskins. Um, and they got rid of it. And look, it, there were a lot of things going on, including all of the, you know, or three of the, the local school districts that have a significant native population 
the student, a student-led boycott against competing against Lancaster happened, and that may have had you know a lot of impact. But you know that said, that says something. What it says is that it isn't just the activist community. You know, anybody who says, "Well, this is just a bunch of you know white snowflakes trying to you know uh, make peace, political correctness, you know, run amok or something like that." No, these were these are kids in school said, "Look." We don't want to play a school that's mocking who we are because it isn't just a mockery through the, through the name. It was a mockery in the way that the students carried that name and that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, that was Lancaster. But but I've you know look, I've gone down to Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware. I've weighed in on on web pages, you know, for at least a dozen other schools. I spent you know a couple of hours speaking with um, a school board uh, member. Uh, from uh, Glastonbury, Connecticut, as they were wrestling with with the uh, their um, mascot and, and nickname, which were the Tomahawks. Uh, so you know, so this is what I do. But one of the things that I haven't done was personally address the high school that I went to, and and of course it's, it is a little different because when when a school board, even if it's only a couple of board members or a couple of alumnus or a couple of students, when they ask you to participate. That's different than you, than than saying okay now I've, I'm gonna go uh, you know attack my alma mater because I, I want to be clear here I, I went to school in the eastern part of uh, of New York State in a small town small village called Cambridge New York and their school the Cambridge Central School District their their mascot are, they call themselves the Indians now for the most of the time that I was going to school there my family was the only native family there me and my uh, you know my my three siblings. <clears throat> my I had a sister who was older than me, so once she was gone, I was, you know, I was it kind of thing, you know. Uh, and, and I was the oldest one of the Canes um, attending uh, attending Cambridge. And, look, I was involved in a lot of stuff. I, you know, I, I, you know, I competed in athletics and, you know, I did theater. I was, I, I was in student government, all that stuff. I, was, I graduated seventh or eighth in my class. So, I, you know, I, I, I accomplished some things. And I got to tell you, my experience in high school, was was great. I had a great time in high school. I had a great time, you know, competing. I had a great, uh, you know, I, I I thought the town was great. I, I liked the village. I liked, you know, the uh, the environment and very rural setting. I mean, it was a small school, only a D section school, which is pretty small. And you know what those numbers mean or letters mean, but um, but no, it was beautiful there. I enjoyed living in Cambridge or in the Cambridge area, uh, going to school there. I enjoyed the, the teachers. I enjoyed, enjoyed the school. I enjoyed my classmates and underclassmen, uh, older classmen, all, I, all of it. It was a great experience. But <laughs> there was a, that awkwardness of being, a, uh, being in a school that was using um, an image drawn from my culture for their mascot. And, and, and look, I got dubbed some of the nicknames. I mean, look, I, you know, I got called Wapu or, you know, sometimes, you know, some smart ass would call me, you know, Pocahontas or and, and sometimes worse. And and look, a lot of it seemed like it was in good fun and, and it didn't beat me down. I honestly can't speak for my younger siblings, what they experienced here. And, and I think, you know. I, I probably helped pave the way, and if anything, my popularity in school probably didn't harm them you know, or, or leave them victims of much. But 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 I don't know. I mean, I can't speak to them. But but my experience was a good good experience. But you know, at sixty years old, I still remember. 
I still remember being on the playground in elementary school, and and a, and a girl who I really, you know, I I, I you know, like I said, grew up with her, um, you know, just taunting me on the playground, one little, two little, three little. I, I mean, I remember chasing her one time and grabbing her by the back of her her dress, one of those ribbons that tie around the back, and ripped it off, and I got in all kinds of trouble because you know boys aren't supposed to rip girls' dresses. I didn't rip her dress off, <laughs> yeah, and this is like fourth grade or something like that. I mean, but I at sixty years old. I still remember, I can actually still, you know, feel the frustration. You know, what do you, what's, what's a person to do, right? What, what's, a, what's, a, what's a guy to do? But what's anybody to do when they feel like they're being taunted for who they are? In a school that is borrowing or appropriating, you know, this, these images. And so I want to I address this a little bit because, look, I, I reached out to my classmates first. I, I've talked about it on the show before. But I want to talk about it a little bit more. I've reached out to my classmates first, and and I got good support from some, from some, <laughs> some not so much. I had I had one, you know, one uh, uh, of my classmates who uh, sh she called me a racist, and I said, well, I don't think you understand what racism means, you know. So let me explain that first. <laughs> racism doesn't mean that you hate somebody necessarily. You may, um, if your sense of superiority doesn't just make you feel better or superior to other people, but you feel like you've got to express that superiority in some sort of hatred or animosity, then yeah, then racism can lead to hatred. But not everybody who's racist hates people of other races. I mean, look, there are a whole lot of white people who don't like black people, but they'll cheer for them when they're, when they're carrying their football on their, on their, on their, uh, their team whether it's a high school team, whether it's a college team, or whether it's a pro team. They'll root their asses off over, uh, over, over black athletes who are performing as they feel for them. So in that moment, they're not hating on, uh, on and oh, no, I, I love black people. I've got a black friend. No, we, we hear that all the time. But racism doesn't require that you, that you hate somebody who you perceive as a different race. It just means that you not only feel superior, but you're enjoying the benefits of the, the systems that have rigged the game against marginalized people. That's what racism. So when I say that, that I can't be a racist because I'm not white, it doesn't mean that I can't be hateful or I can't be, I can't, you know, I can't be a jerk. I, I certainly can't. It doesn't mean that I can't be racially biased or I can't be, I can be all those things. But in order for me to be a racist, I've got to enjoy a, a, the systems that rig the game towards me by virtue of my race. Oh, look, I got into a big discussion the other day. This is, well, um, do are black people enjoying black privilege because of the, the prevalence of, of black athletes playing in the NBA? And I said, no. They, they aren't, they aren't <laughs> signed by teams because, because they're black. They're being signed by teams because they're good. I mean... And, and, and so you get into this debate and people understand, no, what white privilege is, is the idea that, that your skin color is not a problem for you, where anybody else of different skin color, are, they're going to run into problems. They're, gonna, they're handicapped because of it. I'm not saying there aren't poor white people. I'm not saying there aren't oppressed white people. I'm not saying there aren't white people killed by cops, wrongfully killed by cops. They, they, that certainly happens. It doesn't happen with the um, frequency or proportionally as high as it does for, for black people or native people. 
But more white people are killed by cops than, uh, than black people. It's just that people of color, black people, native people, we are killed at a, at a much higher, I mean, a significant higher proportion, but our, but our populations are lower. Black people only represent 13% of the U.S. population. We represent less than 1% of the U.S. population. So, look, we, we can have a ton of Native people, um, uh, you know, a real high uh, percentage of our people killed by cops and still not have more of our people killed by cops than, than white people are killed by cops. Uh, so this is what people just don't understand about what racism is. Racism is about superiority. Look, if I don't, if I don't like a white person, and and I and I've wrongly come to, or, and I've come to that conclusion that I don't like them because of the color of their skin, that's not racism. Oftentimes, that attitude is is born out of born out of responding to racism because I've had bad experience, perhaps with with white people. I mean, look, we as Native people, we're always saying never trust a white man. We're told that. Now, is that a racist thing? No, that's based on experience. Now, that doesn't mean that I never trust a right white man. It doesn't mean that I, that I don't like lots of native or lots of white people. I do. But it doesn't mean that I don't have you know, a certain amount of defensiveness put up and, and you know, defense mechanisms in place. So at the first instance of something being said, like, like Biden's comments or, you know, or somebody calling me Wapu. You know, that's one of those things that's going to that's going to stick a little bit. So to have these conversations and, and to say, look, it is wrong for a school to have a race based mascot. And there's no what's wrong with it. It's, it's honoring. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. So let me I'm going to go through it a little bit. You know, we're close to the bottom of the hour. So before I get into kind of addressing specifically um why what is wrong with the with cambridge new york who and and here's the thing cambridge probably feels like they're doing it right you know and look i, I didn't i won't say that i experienced you know overt racism and nobody um suggested that they were superior to me when i when i grew up but where the white privilege comes in is the fact they think it's okay to call somebody. I mean, if, if we didn't even have a black person in our, in our class. I mean, it's a really white town, okay? But nobody would have, would have called that, uh, you know, a, a black student Sambo or Kunta Kinte, you know, or, or nobody would have done that because it would have been inappropriate. But look, calling me Chief or Geronimo or, or, or something just because they feel, or Pocahontas, just because they feel they can, because that's the privilege, right? So even if it's not meant to be hateful or mean, it's the, it's the idea, and this is where, where the racism comes in. It isn't just about being hateful. Or mean, it's, about, it's about having a privilege and, and, and being able to mock somebody's culture and not even bat an eyelash at it. And so, again, that's, that's what I'm going I'm to talk about that here uh, uh, the second half of the show. I'll, I'll get into a little bit more about the, the Cambridge Indians when we come back. So anyway, this is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. We'll be right back in a minute. Hey, thanks for coming back. 
This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Uh, before I get uh, back into it, let me uh, thank my my major sponsors. Uh, I want to thank Ross and Holly John and the RJE Family of Businesses. I want to thank uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises and the folks at Grand River Enterprises as well. Look, I want to thank um, any of you and all of you who um, uh, who are making contributions. In fact, I, I had a I forgot to mention mention this to Jake, but um, I do have somebody who does a a monthly a PayPal. Uh, donation too, so you know I gotta give a give a shout out for those who uh, are using PayPal to you know to, to make a contribution, and, and those who drop a check in the middle. Uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy um, thank you. Uh, your your contributions help. Uh, it helps us buy more equipment and, and do what we do. Um, look, I want to give a, a a specific shout out to um, look. We, we've got a um, uh, we're on Patreon. Uh, and if you go to patreon.com let, slash let's talk native, um, that's how you can see what the site's all about and you can see what we're doing here. We have tiers that you can, uh, you, you can donate at a certain level. And, um, and I want to give a specific shout out to uh, Melissa and uh, Maximo Flint Morgan. Uh, for, uh, for, for being two of our Patreon subscribers. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. Hey, and if you're not a subscriber of our podcasts or our Let's Talk Native um, uh, TV YouTube channel, you may be missing some content. So um, I encourage you to do both of those things as well. And as you see more and more of what we're doing here, hopefully you'll you'll consider uh, you know signing up uh, to be a, a Patreon member or um, uh, su- supporting us in, in some way, what, in whatever way you can. So uh, uh, we appreciate that. All right, hey, um, uh, all right. So the Cambridge Indians. First, let me let me. And I got to say this, and it almost pains me to have to go through this. We're not Indians, okay? And Cambridge, you're not Indians either. I know that's still the name on your gym floor or whatever else or, you know, on your your logo. But you're not and we're not. The the word is, is, it's wrong. It's a misnomer. It was a mistake. Columbus thought he reached the, the East Indies. He thought he could go west and come around the backside of the globe and uh, come upon the East Indies and create uh, some lucrative trade route. Eh, it didn't happen. You know, he, Columbus was a moron. He miscalculated the size of the planet almost by half. Um, you know, <laughs> wasn't aware of, of the continents, wasn't aware of the Pacific Ocean. He literally thought he could sail out in the Atlantic and connect directly up to the Indian Ocean. Uh, didn't happen. But he called us Indians and it stuck. And I know there's other theories about where that word comes from, but that's where it comes from. Um, and the fact that it did stick and, and look, it's, look, some native territories called themselves that. The Oneida Indian Nation of New York, the Seneca Nation of Indians. Of course, most places are dropping the word. Canada, as a, as a country, no longer uses the word Indian. They, they say First Nations and, you know, or, uh, that kind of thing, but they, they don't they don't specifically call native people Indians anymore. An entire country stopped, eh, not the United States. Look, and they used to use it. They have this thing called the Indian Act, which is still a law in the books, and they haven't changed the name on the law. But um, uh, but they stopped referring to the people as as Indians. Now they call them First Nations. Uh, in the United States, there's still laws being passed. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the ones. It's not the, probably the most recent, but. Um, well, Indian Child Welfare Act, Indian Child Welfare <laughs> Welfare Act, the uh, uh, Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. They're, they're still passing these these kinds of laws with with the word Indian. Of course, it's the Bureau of Indian Affairs. So it's it is 
locked in to, to some of the vernacular. And even as we oppose it, and there's still a lot of white folks that want to keep using it, and Native people too. I mean, so I don't want to. I don't want to pretend that we're, we've all gotten to the same place. Look, you, my my friend from Aquasasni, he, he kept using the expression "Indian people." My my good friend uh, Roseanne um, Dunbar Ortiz, or Roxanne, I'm sorry, Roxanne Dumbar Ortiz. Good friend, I don't know her name, right? <laughs> Roxanne, Roseanne is not my good friend. <laughs> Roxanne, she in her book she explains why she uses the word Indian in the in her book. She says because it's it's still accepted. Well. It's still accepted because it keeps getting promoted, right? And you and when you've got schools like Cambridge, and you know when I when I went to school there, Cambridge was kind of a progressive, you know, I won't say it was hippie, but it was, you know, it, it was it was a pretty progressive little village. I mean, we did theater, we did the, you know, we did we did the kind of stuff that, you know that that is associated with with artsy kinds of people, that kind of stuff. So, but there they are. You know, still frozen in time with this idea of using a race-based mascot. And look, as I said, Cambridge thinks they're doing it right because back in the 90s, I think, when, and, and obviously the subject comes up from time to time. And I haven't lived there. I graduated in 1978. So I've been gone from Cambridge for a very, very long time. And as I've done some of this other, other places, I always thought, man, someday Cambridge is going to address it. And, and when they did address it last, nobody called me up. Nobody said, you know, John, you were one of the prominent uh, native people Students who went to school here, what's your thought? No, the phone didn't ring. But they did have some other local natives. In fact, I know them. I'm related to them. I'm married into their family. There was another family there that they relied heavily on. And guess what? They were great with the name. <laughs> but see, that's it. They thought because they had permission from some native people who live amongst their white community that it was okay. And, and and what they did was they changed the logo. Instead of the, the, the Plains Indian headdress, the, the same stereotypical image that, that everybody <laughs> uses, they said, oh, no, we're going to be more appropriate. We're going to use a, a um, woodland, uh, Indian, something that more represents the, the Iroquois. So they used that stereotypical image that, that if you go online and you look up native mascots, uh, images and, and go to the images you're gonna see a whole bunch that look exactly like like cambridge's mascot and a whole bunch that look like cambridge's old mascot because that's what they do they and and of course they lock it in time they look they, they use uh, you know a profile with a couple of feathers hanging down maybe some braids and you know maybe they'll do a mohawk haircut on you know on the uh, on the image and they say oh yeah see now we're appropriate no you're still treating us as if we're in the past that that's who that's who we are that's who we are and they don't think that's a problem look you would not you would not call a team the caucasians or the white skins or you know and and and, and you wouldn't take something from somebody else's culture anyplace else you wouldn't do it to black people you wouldn't do it to jewish people i mean there were probably a few uh, schools that um, that were using Arab images at some point, but they they don't exist anymore. You know, the, uh, there was a certain you know the Sultans or so, I don't know. I I, could, I guess I could look it up. There were probably some high schools that were using. I mean, look, United States. They had the Shriners and they had all of these these organizations that had some sort of you know. Uh, look, where I, the the town that uh, the township that Gwanda is in is called the town of Persia. So there you go. I mean, you can imagine that there there could have been the use of imagery, 
that came from an area that has no connection to Gowanda, New York. So, so it, look, even though you, you think you updated and you improved the logo, it's still a stereotypical image. It's not who we are. And, and to say, okay, we are the Indians and this is our, this is our emblem, I don't, does anybody know anybody who's ever looked like that? You know, I, I'll tell you. I probably do know a few people who, you know, who have put feathers in their hair and, and you know, braid their hair and uh, maybe have a mohawk haircut. <laughs> but that image that they're using, I don't, you know, again, it looks like something from Last of the Mohicans. You know, so it's, it's, it's still a Hollywood image. So they, they think they corrected it and, and that they're somehow doing, doing it right. And, and again, as per my experience going to school, in Cambridge, in Cambridge, at Cambridge High School, um, I was not mistreated, and and when I was there, I, I got to tell you, the whole Indian thing was not that big a deal. It wasn't pressed. I don't feel like that was our identity as a school, even. I mean, yeah, they were called the Cambridge Indians or whatever else, but I mean, the one of the local towns was Greenwich, and they called themselves the Greenwich Witches. But I mean, nobody nobody owned these these. It's, it's a bigger deal now, it seems like, than than it was then. Um, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't a big part of, but you know, being the only native kid or, or among the few native kids in a school, predominantly white with all that white privilege. Yeah, it it was, it was awkward. I mean, it was bound to be awkward. So yeah, the, the logo is still wrong. The whole idea and the whole practice of using native mascots is wrong. It is, it's mockery. It's stereo. It's, it's, it is promoting stereo. It's teaching Young kids, I mean, because this is the elementary school too. It's teaching young kids and, and, and kids at the most impressionable times of their lives, you know, the young teens and, and, and later teens, that treating people or identifying people by a stereotype is, is okay. And, and that it's not just okay, it's promoted by tax dollars. And, and it's not. And look, as I said, one of the families that... that, that I went to school there uh, in Cambridge. You know, they were, they were a family that I'm, th th my wife is related to them. I met my wife through, through this family. They left the area when I was in high school, and they came back after I graduated from high school, and, and, and their kids went to school there. And they are Oneida and Onondaga. Uh, the, um, their father of, of the, the kids that I went, he was Oneida, um, but my, my friend and his brother were Onondaga mother matrilineal follow their mother um and here's the bottom line is both the onondaga and oneida nation have clearly come out against the use of native mascots particularly by non-native uh schools or pro or, or, or sports programs in fact every native nation every organization of native peoples you said um uh, uh ncai every you know of journalist associations. I mean, all the, every organization, whether it's a trade organization, whether it's, um, you know, um, uh, a, a political organization, they've all come out against the use of native mascots, particularly by non-native schools, by non-native populations. They all have, every one of them. So if a couple of people who live in and around that town who may or may not still have kids going to that school as individuals kind of revel in being, feeling special because uh, 
the school calls themselves Indians and that's how they identify themselves. Although nobody calls us that anymore. <laughs> Not directly. I mean, any form you ever see, anytime you ever see something to fill out, it might say Native American. There's no forms, you know, government forms, state, federal, or any other kind of form that have you check Indian as a, as, as a race or ethnicity. Not even people from India have that. <laughs> so no, it doesn't exist. But, um, but, you know, if you're an individual, and, and again, the, the, family, the family I'm talking about, I know the, the, the friend that I grew up with, who, again, my wife's cousin, he was a huge Washington football fan. Knew all the players, you know, you know, had the jacket, had all that stuff. So clearly the most inappropriate name, which was the Washington Redskins, he was okay with. So, yeah, he was fine. I mean, he, he took on, he did take honor in the school calling themselves Indians because he says, I'm the Indian. They, that, the idea of that tokenism that, oh, they are honoring me with their name. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. And while you might feel that way, the Oneida Nation, the Onondaga Nation, the, you know, all of the other organizations, they oppose it. So when the school revisits, the, revisited this back in the 90s and, and they changed their logo from the, the, you know, the Hollywood Plains Indian logo to the Hollywood Woodlands Indian logo and felt like they got permission from, you know, the some of the locals then they felt like okay we did it right well the, the problem is the winds of change haven't stopped blowing the washington football team dropped its name the cleveland baseball team you know first drops its uh, its logo its its caricature of a native person and is increasingly using cleveland more and, and indians less all of the universities essentially except for the florida state uh uh, uh university has um, uh, you know has done away with with using native mascots? Schools every look I, I you know I you can see it on, on on the internet every every week another school drops a native mascot and it, and it's not just the most egregious ones you know raiders or uh, you know savages or warriors or redskins no it's 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 schools like Glastonbury dropping tomahawk uh, it's and and it's schools that use the word Indian. I mean, they're they're dropping them all over the place. Now they're still, it's it's under it's down to under two thousand, I think, across the uh, across the United States. It's nineteen hundred and some, but it was far more than that. I mean, again, at a, at a time when when native kids were being beaten in residential schools, ripped from their homes, hair chopped off, clothes ripped off, any. Items, any you know, anything that was native was taken from them and discarded in the trash. Their names were changed. They were so stripped of their, their identity. While that was happening to native kids, white kids were, were were playing Indian, and they were doing it at school. They were they were Indians on their uniforms. They were Redskins. They were warriors. They were Braves. They were the tribe. They were all that stuff. So white kids could steal, appropriate, use. A native identity with with complete disregard to us i mean so forget this whole idea that that it was honoring us it wasn't it was about them it was always about them what they could grab oh yeah we want to we want to claim to be the indians which is in a way it's almost it's almost bizarre you know i, I kind of go back to the to the l frank bomb quote because you got to ask why would somebody want to be a people that that their own country committed genocide against 
you know, wiped them out with disease, wiped them out with, with venereal disease, wiped them out with uh, starvation and, you know, driving them off their lands, killed them, had massacres. Why would you, why would you want to be those people? Well, L. Frank Baum, you know, he, he wrote just before the massacre at Wounded Knee that if you, if you just exterminate them completely, so if you erase us, then they will speak in later ages of how great we were. And see, that's what mascots are attempting to do. They're trying to erase who we, what really happened and say, oh, see how much we honor those people who came before us? We, we call our school that. Yeah, but you didn't honor us. And you're not honoring us because you're not even telling the freaking truth. So I started a petition. Uh, you can find my petition on Facebook, and, I, and I'll, I'll post it on Twitter. Again, I keep you know, re reposting it. And um, it's a, it's a change.org petition, and it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm asking for people to sign a petition. And we're, we're just about 200 people, I think, that signed it. I mean, I've only had it up there for a little while. Um, I'm asking for people to, you know, to sign a petition um, asking Cambridge to, to retire its, its name and mascot. Um, I am working with a couple of classmates who have been very, very supportive uh, in drafting a letter for the school board. And I do intend, I don't know what the COVID-19 thing is going to do to, you know, to keep me from going out to Cambridge. Now, Cambridge is about as far away from here. I mean, it's, it's clearly on the other side of the, of the state, right next to the Vermont border. Um, so, yeah, it's a drive, but, you know, I'd make that drive. I've, I've traveled. I've, like I said, I went all the way down to Wilmington, Delaware to, uh, to speak um, in person at a, uh, at a board meeting. And I would, you know, I would certainly do that uh, in, in Cambridge or if we do it by Zoom, however. I, but I do know that I will be pitted against the native family that they've relied on to support keeping this things this long. And, you know, and, and I don't want to, you know, disparage them. They are entitled to their opinion, but I think it's important to realize that what I'm representing on this issue is what native people, um, in terms of, you know, every statement, every tribal council resolutions, whatever you want to call it. The Haudenosaunee Grand Council has passed resolutions and, and have made statements on this thing. What I'm saying is what the vast majority of Native organizations have uh, is the position that they've taken. What the local family living amongst white people with no, not really much of a, really a connection to, to Native peoples and their territory. Look, they're living their life. They're living the American dream. They're more like them than like us. Now, and, and I'm not saying that to be disparaging. Look, I, they probably got all kinds of fancy you know, Native tokens hanging around their house and that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure they do. I mean, and, and look, these are not just a family that I'm married into. These were friends of mine. I grew up with these guys. We just don't agree on this. And, and, and in fact, they've moved really far to the right. You know, they, they got Trump signs hanging at their places of work and stuff like that. That's, that's kind of where that is. That, so that's a, a native family who's really um, signed up for the, not just the white, but the right um, the right-wing faction of American society. I'm not right or left. You know, the first thing that people accuse me of is either being racist or, or, I'm, or I'm a liberal. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not a liberal in your spectrum you know, of American politics, and I'm certainly not a racist. Now, I will speak, um, I will speak out about, uh, you know, on these issues. But I'm going to say, I know one of the things that we always get hit with is, aren't there more important things to talk about? Yeah, yeah, there are. But you know what? As we're talking about things like Biden's comments erasing us, 
we still have almost 2,000 schools in the United States that are using native images and native names, native references, native words for their amusement and entertainment as mascots. And that contributes to this erasure. Look, I, I talked about genocide in the very beginning, and, and I feel like I've got to do this often. So I know I've said this on the show many times. Genocide isn't just killing people. It is killing people with the intent of, of eliminating a, positive, uh, you know, a population. It isn't just um, rendering a people um, unable to, uh, uh, to reproduce. So it, it isn't just sterilization, but it is sterilization. It's not just sterilization. And our people went through that. They went through that um, through Indian Health Services. They went through that through the residential schools. It isn't just stripping a people away from the lands and, and, the, and their means of sustenance. Genocide is all of these things, including creating any condition that would cause the people to cease to exist. If you write us off as a living, breathing, contemporary people and only relegate us to being relics of the past, images from Hollywood or from you know Disney movies or something like that. If, if that's all if that's what you're gonna do, I know this is tough for you. It's not just racist. It's genocide. Because you are doing that. You are essentially erasing me. Because you're saying this isn't what an Indian is. A Cambridge athlete with a football or 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 or, or or a basketball or, you know, or, 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 or a lacrosse stick, you know, in, in some of these white towns that they get to be, they're the Indians now. Why? Because that's what we call them. So genocide is, is, is all of this stuff. It's, it's the idea of trying to eliminate who we are today, because if you only, are going to look at people as if we were something from the past. Again, it goes back, back to... Now, L. Frank Baum, in case those of you who, who aren't familiar, L. Frank Baum is the guy who wrote The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. He wrote two editorials that are called the Genocide Editorials. You can look them up online. Baum, and it's B-A-U-M. L. Frank Baum is his name, writer of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. But if you look up his Genocide Editorials, you'll see what he wrote. He called for our, our extermination, for our annihilation. And he said... <laughs> that they will speak in later ages of the grand kings of the forest and the plains. So eliminate us. Don't allow us to represent, because he said what we existed as at the time, we were nothing but a pack of mangy cur that licked a hand that smites them. He detested who native people were, but he had some sort of fondness for what we had been previous to the contemporary times. And that's what, we're, that's what we have now. Because you know, look, I also posted a meme. I said, you know, the only thing more racist than, than white people using native images for their mascots is the response once you tell them it's wrong. And I'm getting some of that. Look, I'm, I've got some great people that I, that I grew up with, some, uh, some that, I, that have only come to know me from my, home, that, my hometown of, uh, where I went to high school who are supporting what I'm doing. Eh, I got some people who aren't. <laughs> I got some people who are, who are trying to bash me pretty good. But this is the difference. This is where it's a little different when, I, when you take on a battle and you initiate, you know, um, a controversy. I mean, the controversy is, is them calling themselves 
the Cambridge Indians. But by opposing it and, you know, kind of throwing the gauntlet down here, um, you know, I, I'm going to, you take this on. But that's, you know, it's like when I was talking to, to Mike the other day. This is the life we chose. So while it was easier to be invited into a school to raise these issues than me going after, and, and perhaps that's why I waited so long. You know, I, I guess a part of me thought, well, eventually they'll address it and somebody will get a hold of me and I'll weigh in. Eh, they haven't. <laughs> and even though, you know, the, the tide is clear and, Look, Cambridge is a, was a nice community, and, and I assume it still is a nice community. I think the current atmosphere of polarization, um, politically, uh, racially, and all of that stuff, um, spreads across all you know, other parts of life. And, and, and of course, this mascot issue turns into a right versus left thing, too. You're invariably going to see the Trumpers clearly oppose changing. I mean, they were, they were livid. They were angry that the Washington football team dropped, it, you know, dropped their racial slur for a name. I mean, there, there are still a whole lot of butthurt white folks out there, you know, white folks, right folks out there because of that. And so it turns into a right versus left thing. But look, I'm calling upon you know, people, regardless of their, of their political stripes, to, to just acknowledge that, this is a wrong practice. It, it is a race-based mascot. It is a race-based name. It's a wrong name, which is, again, I can't say that enough. We aren't Indians, but we're not mascots. And for anybody to think it's okay to take that, just and even if they do have a couple of local you know, people who cl either claim ancestry, because you know, a lot of people will. I mean, there's a lot of quote-unquote pretendians out there. And there's a lot of people who say, well, I'm 132nd Cherokee, and I think it's fine. In, in the case of, you know, the family that I'm speaking of in, um, in Cambridge, no, they, they're, look, I know that they are Oneida and Onondaga. I, I know them. I mean, these, they're, they're relatives of mine through marriage. I mean, and I grew up with these guys. I saw, but I also know that they're living that life there. They're not living in Oneida. They're not living in Onondaga. They're not a part of their, the communities that their nations are associated with. No, they, you know, much, you know most of them are married, off in, uh, married white women, which is, I'm not condemning that either. But it's, you know, a lot of this, you know, the, the generation is stopping with that family too because, because of the matrilineal stuff. Look, most of them aren't going to have, uh, you know, native kids, uh, or, or at least you know, recognize native kids. And that's a whole nother can of worms, but, and, you know, and I'm not, this isn't a blood quantum thing. This is a lifestyle choice. I live on a native territory. My, my wife is, is native. My children are native, but so these are the choices that you make. Look, as, as I, as you're growing up with people and, and even in my own family, most, all my siblings, they're gone. They're, they live in California, live in Texas. They, they live in, in various places, except for my oldest sister who lives in, in uh, Mohawk territory, lives in Gunawage and, and me, <laughs> the rest of my siblings, they, they, they took a different path. And look, I, I don't, you know, I, I have no ill, uh, ill feelings towards them. They chased whatever dream they saw was was in front of them and and not every look this isn't the easiest path to follow i probably could have could have had all kinds of financial success if i had done something else with my life than than this but that's not what i was after 
look, there, there, we have different callings in life. And mine wasn't to, to chase, you know, financial success. I'm an activist. And I, I talk into a microphone to promote Native issues, to promote, promote Native people. So that's, that's the choice that, that I made. So when I talk about Native issues, I've got to include this mascot issue as one of them. And we're winning this thing. You know, so this isn't, look, there's a lot of battles that we, that we get in, involved in that are tough, man. I'm stopping a pipeline, you know, stopping, you know, uh, you know, uh, trespass on our lands, stopping, you know, uh, you know, housing developments on, on lands that we still claim as ours. We're, we're in a constant battle. But the one that we're winning is this one. Because at some point, the weakness in, in the argument that anybody wants to make that they have the right to claim our identity for themselves and oftentimes use inappropriate words or the wrong word or, or misrepresent who we are so they can use, I mean, look, they don't, they're not using us as peaceful, uh, you know, men of peace, women of peace. They'll never use women. First off, <laughs> they're always going to put a warrior or a chief. And, you know, and, and if, if, if a choice it would be a war chief, not a peace chief, that's what, that's what they've done. That's the image that they want to claim for themselves. Ignoring the abuse and the genocide, the slaughter, the, you know, the, the heinous crimes, the crimes against humanity that their country, that their ancestors committed against our people. No, they don't want to own that. They just want to own this image that they can you know, use that shows them as the, the fierce, noble savages. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes. We'll, we'll play it out, and uh, I'll keep you informed as we go along with this thing, and I'll let you know when I go out to Cambridge. Maybe we'll get a recording or something. I don't know. But uh, I want to thank you for listening. Again, don't cut Joe Biden any slack. Forget about Trump, but don't cut Biden any slack either. And, uh, yeah, hey, keep it, keep it going. Keep it real. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.